Hello there and welcome to another episode of Tea and Talks with Tina. As ever, I'm your host, Tina Varman, bringing you all the taboo topics and complex conversations of the workplace. So today I'm so, so excited to welcome Camilla onto my show. How are you doing, Camilla? I'm doing great, Tina, and and, and it's it's novel actually uh, being interviewed without video, and it's um, <laughs> rather nice. Yes, I am actually dressed, but <laughs> I didn't necessarily have to be. <laughs> no, I'm always dressed for for my podcast shows. I I just think I just feel a different yeah. way when I'm dressed yeah. as opposed to not being dressed it's or dressed down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I and mean, it's a new world, but you know podcasts I think are great because you can kind of do them on the move and I guess you know when everybody's on the move nowadays it it could be a phone call um sometimes I have people with me um face to face but obviously because of covid we're not going to be doing that so Mm, mm. yes um so today you're the very start of my new series around career progression and parenthood I think it's common knowledge um and and that's what I do really is work towards creating um you know inclusion but I think it's common knowledge that in workplaces there isn't always you know chances for opportunities or development for the parents in the workplace Mm. and while we're tackling that and in this series I'm going to tackle that in many many different ways I wanted to concentrate today on what a parent can do to help themselves so please do introduce yourself tell us what you do and your background yeah sure i so i'm camilla mcgill i'm the founder of my parenting solutions Um, i'm a mother of four and i have been working and coaching parents for 20 years so my eldest is going to turn 24 this year Oh wow um and i came into parenting because i was struggling um Mm was running my own business actually in training and development. Uh, I had a a two-year-old and a baby and I just found that he was um, kind of running circles around me and and I'd rather hope that because I had a background in in, in teaching people about communication (laughs) that, Mm -hmm. you know, being a parent, it would be nice and easy, but it it really wasn't. Um, Never is. My confidence was low um, and I just felt like he, you know, behaviourally he was quite challenging. He would hit ch- other children in play situations. And and I just decided, you know, I'd trained in everything else to get to where I was in my career. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, actually parenting, I hadn't. I'd had help, you know, with the birth, which is usually what parents find. Um, but uh, since, you know, after that, you're kind of left to your own devices. So it was mm. so transformational for me being in a class and, and getting coaching that I decided to segue and, and train to be a parent coach. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. And I built up my business. Um, I have actually, I'm now, um, I run a different business to the business that I originally built up, which was called The Parent Practice. Um, I'm now run my parenting solutions. And uh, I then went on to have two more children. So I really understand that that sort of job mm. of, of and, and the guilt that we'll often feel. Um, you know, are we doing a good job? Should we be a full time mom? Should we be working? Um, how can we get the balance between the two? Um, and I think it is possible. Um, and I, you know, one of the things that I will say to parents all the time is, 
please put the guilt aside. Please don't stop comparing yourself. I know that that's really hard, but, you know, focus on, on you and what's best for you. And therefore, if, you know, they often say a happy, um, a happy child is a happy mom, or I, mm. I can't remember how, you know, the expression goes, but it really is about kind of figuring out what what works best for you and your family and and not trying to get it perfect you know I think that's the exactly really hard bit yes <laughs> yeah I think as parents we we have this thing over us you know we've got to be perfect and yeah. and it's exactly what you say it's the guilt whether you're a mother or a father or a parent yeah. to be it's it's the guilt yeah. and in you know the world that we live in nowadays it's more common you know you know as statistics say that there's two parents working or yes. if you're a single parent then you're at work yeah so it's about managing all of that but you know for our conversation today this is why I'm so so excited to speak to you about all of this because there'll be so many people um, listening to this episode trying to work out what it is that they can do because ultimately if you have to work or if you're going to work or you you're quite you know career focused and you want to climb the ladder um even if you're not given opportunities you know in your workplace because again that's another thing you know I'm going to tackle later on is about you know uh, you know allowing yourself to be at the forefront of those opportunities but it's about what we do and how we manage stress at home with the children and because you know as I say it's you know mastering tensions at home means perfecting your performance in the boardroom essentially um so let's talk about tantrums then um I mean I know everybody is different and children, you know, they're all completely different. <laughs> There's no t- two children alike. No. But in in your expert knowledge and experiences, yeah. in the initial um, phases of a tantrum, what can a, can a parent do? How, how do you react to that? That's a brilliant question. I and mean, it, it is like you say, each child is different. So, I mean, I, I have a course called the Tantrum Taming Toolkit. Mm. Uh, it, it's an online course and it also comes with group, um, four group Zoom sessions and, and a, an exclusive Facebook group. So, you know, it gets parents together to, to kind of to, mm. to help get, you know, the input from me and also support from each other. But I would say don't be afraid of tantrums. You know, a tantrum is um, it's not something to be sort of stomped out. Um, it's it's a normal part of child development and there will be lots of different causes um so i mean i can touch on a few you know in my course i'll go into much deeper into the different triggers but um one of the the, the causes may be as particularly with a, a a younger child you know sort of 18 months um, that kind of 18 months to two and a half range it's often because they can't they literally can't say the words so mm. they're, they're tantruming because they haven't got the language to ask for what it is that they want. It can, that can, right. as, as they get older, it tends to be that they can't express the emotion. Okay. But with a younger one, it'll be both. It'll be an emotion and that they haven't got the language. So, so that might be one of the triggers. Um, it, I mean, there's so, all, it's so often around some kind of frustration that they've been thwarted. They've tried, mm. to, you know, you've said no. Um, they've tried to do something. Um, they're just finding something harder. They can't express it. So, so our role is to help them through it. 
Um, and, and I think so often parents are kind of scared, like, oh, if I let him get away with this, um, you know, it's going to create worse problems for me. And, and I think we mustn't see it like that. We must it, we're, we're trying to figure them out. We're trying to figure out what mm. the tricks are. Um, and uh, we're also just trying to help that child get through that emotion and, and come out the other side with their dignity intact. Because it is mm. really undignified, isn't it? When, you know, I mean, if you think of you, I know if I've really lost it, I feel awful afterwards because it's undignified. You don't, yes, <laughs> you right. <laughs> And so it is like that for children. And, and one of the things that I'm always helping parents to understand is there's quite a lot of parallels between them and us that we don't realize. You know, I mean, I was talking in my masterclass, I was telling you, I led a masterclass last night. And, and I was saying, you know, if you're in the workplace and you've been given a piece of work that you perhaps haven't quite understood what the brief is, uh, you've got other people asking you for things. And if your boss started telling you off or judging you for the fact that you either haven't submitted it or it's not quite to the standard that, that he or she was expecting, you'd feel so upset and resentful. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely, I think you've changed my life with that. That is, is so, so, honestly, that is, that is an excellent, excellent way of describing it. It's it's so in a way, but we don't think about these things. No, we don't. We assume that we tell a child, the child needs telling off. And, you know, this is like right across the education system. You know, it's like, it's sort of, it's this expectation that children need to be told off to learn. And it's so the opposite. You know, and if you think about, again, in your situation at work, if you were struggling and you were able to go to, to your boss and sort of say, look, uh, you know, I thought I was going to get this done. Uh, time's run away with me. My child's sick. I'm mm. just, you know, I've, I've, I really meant to do it. And if they were like, do you know what? Let's let's break it down. I can see that you're struggling. I had wanted it to be done. So that's making it a bit difficult for me. But let's break it down and let's see how we can, you know, I can support you. And so get working them. with them. I, yeah. I love that. Honestly, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think with yes we are talking to our children um sure. but they need that level of understanding that yeah. let you know that you know let me help you take my hand you know metaphorically yes. and you know let let's see how we can get to the end goal you know yes. it's obviously yeah. the same type of conversation but in a different context yeah. isn't it yes exactly exactly and you know um i i really hate it when parents say oh just ignore them when they're having a tantrum because it's just they need our help. Now, some children need to be held when they're having a tantrum. Others are best left to, the, you know, just in a safe space. Perhaps, you know, you might put some cushions around them if it's one of those real floor, mm. you know, <laughs> floor beating <laughs> kind of tantrums. But um, they, they need our support and our help to get over it. And, and if it is a tantrum to get attention, that's a signal too. That's a communication. They need our attention. Children are designed to get our attention. Mm. You know, they're little. Then they're, they're, you, you know, that's that's our role to mm. give them attention. But obviously, we're trying to, you know, give them attention for the for more for the right things rather mm. than the wrong things. But it is quick to get attention by having a tantrum. 
Um, and so often, you know, we might be on our phones trying to send an email and they may be trying to communicate something to us. And we're yeah. them. <laughs> and that's not a guilt thing, but, you know, we just do. We, you know, we're in, we've got something, our mind is focused on one thing and they're kind of saying, mommy, I, you know, get, get, give me something or get something for me. And you're kind of, yeah, in a minute, in a minute. And then the tantrum comes. Well, that is, you know, immediately, isn't it? It's going to get our attention. Yes, I think you're right. And it can come in so many forms. Like, do they have an outburst because you're busy, yes. you know, responding to, to emails? Or do they just have a really crappy evening and just, just do things, you know, knock things over, try and, you know, deliberately do things because they, they didn't have your attention for that, yeah. you know, hour? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that we often don't realise is that um, if they've been in, in, um, in nursery or daycare or school, there are things going on there that we're not aware of. And even in the nicest, most nurturing environments, um, it's a, it, they can have struggles that they don't even necessarily know that they're having, but they bring it home. Mm. And home is a safe environment. Um, and that's why parents will say, but they're fine at school. They save all the bad stuff for me. But there is a reason <laughs> for that. I don't know if you've had that. You know, yes. you collect yes. them from school and, and they have an absolute meltdown in the car because you brought the wrong snack or you didn't bring a snack. And you kind of think, why? Well, you know, at school, they all sit nicely for their snacks and they don't, you know, complain and shout. Why is it that they do that with me? It's like they're trying to punish me. It isn't that. It's because they've stored stuff that's going on. Uh, it's like a little emotional build up. And then when they see you, it's safe and they're, it's safe to let it out. That's actually quite rewarding to, to know, actually, that as a parent that, you know, although you're at the brunt of a tantrum after, yeah. say, school, it's because you are their safe space yeah. and they're able to release those true emotions. Yes. So actually, it's you know you have to deal with it as a parent yeah. as opposed to oh my gosh they're just having a tantrum yes so you, you yes. have the duty don't you to, to actually yeah. deal with it yeah. proactively yeah yeah and I'm really not saying that's easy you know you could have had a long day at work um you've rushed home on you know say you're you're, you're commuting you know you, you you've had a a, a sweaty hot commute uh, you jump, perhaps jump in the car and go and get your child from nursery and you've kind of, you know, you've had your fill and then they have the tantrum about the sweets or the chocolate, <laughs> you know, and you, and it's very hard to mm. hold your um, patience. Um, and, you know, again, this is something that I, I, I help parents with because part of that is mindset. And sometimes that, that mindset shift of thinking, actually this is okay it's you know he's not or she's not having a tantrum because I'm a bad parent it's actually okay this is just my role now to let mm. get, get them through this that can help you uh, feel calmer because you've kind of it's a, you, you've had a bit of a paradigm shift over it it's you know it's not like it's deliberate out to get me it's just this child needs my help of course I, I love what you said they're about the help and the attention but what about in a situation where you know you have a parent or both the parents you know at work yeah. and um you know they're back in the evening or you know late afternoon or whatever um you have that time with your child or your children after mm. work but how do you you know if you're not responding to emails that evening how do you as a parent 
utilize that time to make sure that you're giving them quality time as opposed to just being around for the evening because yeah. I think a lot of my clients and a lot of people that I speak to the guilt that they have isn't yeah. just you know mom guilt or dad guilt it's you know I some people have said to me I finish work Tina and I go home and it's almost time for bedtime you know I want to make use of those few hours you can have conversations with them but what actually contributes to a child's development what can a parent do in that time um it's a great question i mean i think i'm a, a big advocate of of planning mm-hmm. um and children really like that so um even if you know if you can't necessarily plan the week but if say on the way to to dropping them off um you decide with them something that they would like to do when you pick okay. them up that gives them um, something to look forward to. Mm. Um, and it also manages their expectations and manages your expectations. And I think um, it, children respond really, really well um, to having their expectations managed and having mm. that, kind of, that sense of security. So, you know, no, it's quite good to let them pick or you might make a, give mm-hmm. them a choice of, you know, a couple of things. So, you know, and, and, and kind of really talk it through. So, and again, that gives them that sense of security. So when when I come to pick you up, also maybe tell them I'm going to switch my phone to silent. That can really help them because they do mm. see us, you know, okay. taking a quick call or and, and of course, I understand sometimes you have to. But if, if you can manage it that in that hour and a half or whatever it is that you're with your child, that you don't look at your phone or emails um i would really advise that mm. and so you say to child, you know when i pick you up i'm going to put my phone in my pocket um and the, and we're going to have that time together um and then you know maybe choose i mean so often what happens is we just get into the kind of right you know get home perhaps an extra snack it's bath it's story and it's bed um, and those are all great parts of the routine, but perhaps there could be a little extra something in, or mm. perhaps you know, perhaps you could read the story under a blanket with a torch, or perhaps we could have bubbles in the bath, mm. um, or perhaps we could put a candle in the bathroom while mm. you have your bath, so that they've just got that little extra bit that helps them. I think what what they really need is to feel is that. Um, we're just we're wanting to give them our attention and so even saying things to them like you know I'm going to be so excited to pick you up at the end of the day Mm. I while I'm at work I think about you and I think about what you're doing um I I love it I mean obviously this depending on on a child's level of language you can simplify it um when they're younger um but just you know I, I, I'm going to think about you and, and I get excited when I come to collect you. So so they've just got in their mind that uh, they're not out of sight, out of mind. Mm. I mean, look, I know that, you know, when you're working day goes so fast, there isn't necessarily an awful lot of time to think about your kids, but you can certainly tell them that you are. Mm. Um, and um, so does that, does that kind of, do you think that helps a bit? Do you think I think that's amazing because... What I find is, you know, working parents, what they struggle is, you know, the activity, what do we do after work? But what you've yeah. explained is, is 
I think answers the question for everybody because you're still in normal routine but it's yeah. just you know it takes that small bit of effort it's not you know that's what yeah. parents feel and I you know they think I, they won't live up to an expectation of their child and we have to do something great and wonderful yeah. and I don't know what to do in this window of time etc yeah. but it's a little small thing like you say a torch under the bed yeah. covers reading a nice bedtime story or bubbles in the bath it's yeah. just a small factor or it's small we- added element yeah yeah. With massive impact. Yeah, just a just a little tweak. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe we'll have a little dance in the kitchen to your favourite song. Oh, or, yeah, just something like that. Um, uh, uh, children also like funny things like the opposites. So I'm definitely not going to chase you up the stairs pretending that I'm a bear. You know, oh. and then, uh, so so, and then of course you chase them up the stairs, pretending you're a bear. You know, so it's like uh, I'm definitely not going to. You know, when I see you, I'm definitely not going to jump up and down with excitement. Um, and they think it's sort of funny um, when we when we yeah when we just say funny little little opposites. So, oh, you might be onto something there because quite often with toddlers you know you say do something but they'll do the opposite but maybe in their mind they find it playful and they they, you know they're saying I want to play with you so you told me to put something away and I just left it out deliberately but it's the opposite yes yes exactly and it can work really well with like get them getting their pajamas on so you say something like when you've got your pajamas on I'm definitely not going to fall over and surprise that you've been so fast so yeah yeah, you've given them the message that they're going to get their pajamas on but you've kind of teased them about it so that kind of thing can work really well but I would just say don't pressure yourself to do you know uh, I don't know you know teach them all kinds of things at the end of the day you know how letters and numbers and you can always include stuff you know you can include counting in in right you know when we get home if I if I put three apples out and I add one more, how many might that make? You know, you can you can include a bit of that kind mm. of thing. Um, but I, I just think at the end of the day, don't pressure yourself to to um, be teaching them extra things because you're feeling guilty that you haven't had the time with them. Perhaps at that time, they just want to spend quality time anyway with, with their with their parents and I think what you say is absolutely amazing because you've just described you know a typical evening for working parents when they return um you know home from work yes. and you've just described the normal routines of bath bed changing into you know pajamas but you know as opposed to just changing into pajamas you've made it so playful You've yeah. added that element of excitement, your, you know, the narrative, the language dialogue that you're using is very playful, but actually it's the routine of putting them into yeah. the pajamas and in bed, but it's something wow for the child, isn't it? Because we're doing something different and it's not yeah. just I'll put your pajamas on and go to bed, good night, see you tomorrow. Yes, yeah. Another really sweet little tip is is you can put um say they've got little characters. I mean, you know, I um does your does your child have any little kind of that I, I forgot the name of them because my children are so much older but like just little plastic characters that they like um oh, pepper pig yeah right, it's a pepper yeah. pig thing, yeah any, any little things and you can say to them right you wait here uh say you've got uh, stairs in in where you live but it doesn't matter you can put them down you know towards their bedroom and you just sort of line them up up the stairs and then as they go upstairs they just pick them it, it's their own stuff 
but you've just done it in a slightly different way. Uh, and then you might say I've hidden something under your pillow and it might, you know, it might be another of the little characters or, or one of their books. It's just, again, it, like, like you say, uh, Tina, it's just sort of making it a little bit more playful, um, using just a little bit of imagination, but, but not pressuring yourself to, to be all kind of bells and whistles at the end of a day. It, it's, it's the same routine that, and they need that routine for their security. But it's mm. adding that little bit of extra element um, of kind of love and attention that that really helps to build that connection with your child. That's absolutely amazing. I think so many parents will listen to this and think, wow, this is something I can do. It doesn't take out a lot. And, you know, I want to make a disclaimer here. But, you know, we're not saying at all that children are obstacles. They are, I believe, a gift from God. And they are yeah. the reason, I mean, as for me as a mother, you know, it's, it's who I am first and foremost um but what we're saying is as parents you know things do get stressful as it does for the child and it's about mm -hmm. helping that or managing that to you know to help your child so you know if anyone listening we're not saying that you know it's going to stop you from progressing in your career that's not no. it at all um not I mean, at fact, all the opposite yeah mm -hmm. um I want to mm -hmm. talk about um in the instance that you have you unfortunately have to take an hour out to finish up a project yeah of course your child or your children are around and particularly for single parents listening to this yeah. will definitely want to know you know you have to get on and, and and do this you know you don't love your child any less you love them more than anything <laughs> in the world but how do you deal with that you know how do you tell your toddler or your older child or your baby you know I'm just going to get on you know do this for an hour I mean do you say I'm going to do this for an hour and then I'll give you attention or is that detrimental to their development do you in instead simultaneously do the both so do your emails at the same time have a conversation with the children I mean how do you actually juggle that yeah I mean I think it, it slightly depends on on the age of the child but mm -hmm. it, it comes back a bit to, to what I said earlier about managing their expectations mm -hmm. um I think sometimes we'll we'll kind of spring things on them um and that's often when they'll do you know when they'll come and interrupt us and and not because they haven't no they haven't been expecting it so mm -hmm. you know if you can set it up um it's if you can give them a bit of attention first um, and then do the hours work and then do, you know, give them a bit of attention afterwards, that 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 would be mm -hmm. the sort of most ideal way of doing it. I know that, mm -hmm. that, you know, if you've got a conference call or something, it's not always easy. Um, obviously, the, the TV is going to be a, a very good babysitter. Yes. <laughs> or, um, you know, or the, or, or the tablet. Um or the computer, um, it's sort of about setting them up. I mean, some children are more able to focus and, and keep themselves busy than others. That, I mean, that's for sure. Um, you, you know, you might have, my, my oldest child used to love um, colouring and he would sit for a long time doing colouring. My second son, no way. He was like, <laughs> you know, he was just like ticket. I mean, he didn't even like TV much either, which was like, ah, you know. <laughs> so it was definitely harder with him. Um, but, you know, whatever you can do to kind of to manage their expectations, I, mm. I, I, they obviously don't always understand time. Um, and 
you know, an hour is a long time for a small child. So um, to sort of say to them, you've got to keep yourself busy for an hour is, is it, it is it's going to be challenging. But I think it's definitely more doable if they know what to expect. And okay. the other thing that I would do if you can is punctuate it by praising them for 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 doing what you've asked. Okay. So stop the um, email or mute the conference and go to them and say, thank you so much. You're doing just what I've asked and, and, and perhaps a bit of empathy. I know that you're waiting for me. Um, I really appreciate the fact that you're you're quiet and you're letting me get on. And then afterwards we can do X, Y, Z. So, amazing, so yeah. other than just <clears throat> expecting them and, uh, you know, waiting. The other thing is, of course, um, children need attention and it is quicker to get attention for the negative. So we're going to try and get in there quicker to give them the attention for, for the positive. For, I for, see. Yeah. That then, you know, then we wait and they come, come and, you know, and say, mommy, where are you? Uh, and then you've got to deal with the kind of the negative. So, so I would just try and, and get in there quick to, to praise um, when they are doing what you've asked really super quick. Right, yeah. And it's a case of not actually ignoring them for the whole hour because I could never yeah. do that. I, I'd never ignore my child for a whole yeah. hour. And I make a point of, no, when I'm talking to him, I make direct eye contact because in yeah. that moment, that's what matters to me, nothing else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as you say, it's all, it's different for different ages. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you might be in a call where you, you, you just have to do it for an hour. But yeah. I think you're, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what it is. When, when children know what to expect sometimes, yeah. they're more inclined to behave better and you know you're giving them that attention anyway so you know I, I'd you know I'd never ignore my child I'd, I think for employers to ever expect that but to happen absolutely. is entirely yeah. wrong incorrect yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely so if you've got a decent employer and, and say you are on a conference call you know I would say look I'm just going to pause this or I'm just going to take myself off camera for a sec um, because my, you know, I need to just check my child's okay, and that's really important. Um, yeah. But try and get in there quick and praise them before they before that actually happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think that's amazing. I think that is wonderful stuff because it's everyday things that we all need to know about, but actually we don't know about and, until mm. we start talking to it, experts like yourself. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my other thing. Um, I am very big. I mean, every parent, I guess, is very big on building confidence yeah I think that's the key to a lot of different things and you know the confidence of kind of if they're an only child being you know by themselves I saw on your um amazing Instagram page my parenting solutions um about um boredom and actually a little bit of boredom is great for yeah so how do you balance boredom when maybe mom or dad is cooking Mm -hmm. um with their confidence because you you don't want to make it seem like actually when I'm cooking for half an hour I'm not yours and you know I'm not available but not in an attention type of way in more building their confidence I, I you know in, in you know I have people saying to me um am I doing the right thing I'm giving my child attention um and you know I'm never ignoring them but yeah. am I actually proactively contributing to their development and confidence for later life 
Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, there's kind of a lot of things in that in that one question, but I would say mm. um, don't be afraid of the words "I'm bored," because I think we're often what 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 we hear is when we when our child says "I'm bored," we feel guilty, and we mm. think, "Oh, that's my fault. I haven't entertained them enough." Um, but actually, you know, the, the research shows that when a child is allowed to have that sort of gap, if you like, you know, to, 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 to feel bored, just wait. You might make one or two suggestions, but mm. I would definitely see if you can avoid the screen because the screen will just it's like an addiction for them. So, mm. you know, that, that they'll just um, they will be far more drawn to that than anything else. But if you can avoid the screen and just say, well, see, see what you might come up with. Mm. Maybe you fancy making a den in with the cushions in the sitting room or um, just but but, but don't uh, over manage it. Okay. Um, you'll often find that they'll go and, and you've got to sort of make the toys accessible. I'm quite a believer in not having too much available because otherwise mm -hmm. that's overwhelming. But, um, you know, you might sort of say, well, I've left some drawing things out for you. Um, okay. So, so um, but don't feel like it's always your responsibility to keep them busy and occupied. It's good for them to figure things out themselves. And that, and that is good for their confidence. Okay. Um, so, I mean, confidence is, is built from a, a, a lot of different things. I mean, one of the things that I'm really big on, in fact, I must do some Instagram posts about this, is, is um, building their independence. Okay. Uh, letting them take risks, um, not feeling like, you know, oh, gosh, if they climb to the right to the top of the climbing frame, that's too risky, it's too dangerous. Try and avoid the, the words, you know, be careful, that's dangerous. Obviously, you know, there's gonna be limits, um, but um, let them stretch a little bit. So, I mean, actually I was thinking with cooking, you know, could you give them a bluntish knife and a cucumber or a carrot um, and have them cut it up? Join in, okay. Join in. Because mm. I think we're often so worried, you know, in the kitchen, there's, there's the, we're cooking with gas or there's, um, you know, pasta boiling. But actually, you know, you can, you can turn the handles of the saucepan in, uh, you know, make sure that there are certain safety things. But, but you know, let them climb up on a chair and get something. Um, okay. Like I say, let them cut up some carrot, let them pour out some milk. Um, just let, stretch them that bit. Don't always be doing um, I mean, I remember my, my, I, when my son was about, I think he was about six, he had, um, a, 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 the letter had come to the wrong house. Uh, so we were number four and, and, and the letter for number eight had, had um, been delivered. And I just said, okay, well, you can go down the road and post it through their letterbox. And it, you know, I, I kept a little eye out, but he mm. didn't know that. He, he did it independently. And the funny thing was he came back and he said, they weren't in and he thought that they had to kind of he had to knock on the door and, and he didn't realize and I said oh no you can just put it straight through the letterbox even if they're not in so we went back again and did it it's a just a little example of of, of um you know raising of giving them that bit of independence let them go and pay at the counter 
if you're in a shop even if they've got to reach right up or you know uh, just, yeah it just ways to develop their independence um and have them just also see themselves as able to to do stuff and and think of stuff so i mean that kind of comes in a little bit to the to the you know letting them um be more creative themselves um but i would just say yeah in um does that answer your question? Yeah, I'm seeing the correlation here. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of inter- independence will actually build their confidence because they think, right, I can do this or my yes. mum or my dad trusts me to do this yes. or they think I can do it. So perhaps the confidence comes from us in the first place because we've said, right, you know, like you have done with your son, go out and post yeah. this yeah. To, to the neighbour. Yeah. Um, and the fact yeah. that you've said, go and do it, it was enough yeah. For your son to be like right I'm gonna I can do it and I'm gonna go and do it without yeah. any kind of obstacle whatsoever yeah. they've really just done it which is amazing yeah. yeah and then you praise them and that's another big key element of the work that I do and that what I teach parents is is um just really um a, a way of praising your child that has a very deep impact on their self-esteem okay. I call it descriptive praise and there are lots of different ways of phrasing things so that they um, see themselves as as capable and able and and um, just yeah you know uh, um, they've, they've got good qualities uh, they're perseverant or they're um, you know they're able to use their imagination or their creativity those kind I mean lots there's lots of different other ways that you can praise but that that will build a child's self-esteem and and like you and confidence I think that's amazing I think you've helped answer the mind-boggling questions for parents you know even single parents because I think what you're showing me today is um and I'm going to urge all of my clients to, to speak to you when they have these concerns is the fact that it takes such a small amount I I won't say effort because obviously it's a lot you know looking after a child and it's all it's amazing it's the best thing um but where we build certain expectations of ourselves it's more to do with you know are we doing the right thing but actually we're always doing the right thing but because it's such small things that we're doing as parents anyway um but we're building on that that really helps them so if you're working or you know you have two parents working and you know you're a single mom or a single dad it's you know you can actually you know people say to me you know how do I put that parent guilt aside but you're showing us that it's so easy because yeah. it's just small things that yeah. we're doing already absolutely that help yeah absolutely I mean I had um a really stressed working mum come on my program. I, I mentioned earlier the tantrum taming mm. tool. It, it's a course. It's an online course that comes with this group coaching. Amazing. And um, she she said to me, I, I spoke to her after she'd completed the the, the four group sessions. You get um, unlimited time access to keep reviewing the program. But anyway, she said to me, um, Camilla, it's like witchcraft. She said I couldn't believe <laughs> we were in a shop and he was about to kick off. And I used the process that you taught me. And she said, and you just stood up and went, okay, mommy. Really? And walked out. 
oh it's, wow it is it's, like, it's like a, it's like you say it's not costing you anything it's not you know the stuff that i teach in fact the when i talk to people about giving rewards i'll say like i said the torch under the under the um blanket is a reward um praising is a reward you, you don't have to take them to to you know the expensive toy shop and buy them stuff um it's it's about just kind of tweaking things and and communicating with our children so that they feel so um just they really get that sense that we 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 love them and we get them and we're building their esteem and we're also building their emotional intelligence so that they know that feelings are all okay and that's why you know coming back to the tantrums giving them a message it's okay i'm not frightened of it it's okay to feel really angry it's okay to feel frustrated it's okay to feel disappointed we don't we want to curtail some of the actions but just give them that message that you know all feelings are okay mm. Right, that that makes sense. I, I I see what you're saying there, and I think I think you definitely have a sixth sense because you actually <laughs> pulled out my next thought from my oh. mind, which was um, which was around what you've just mentioned now, with you know buying expensive things. A lot of yeah. people that I I face who are working or are quite career yeah. driven and focused will go out and buy expensive yeah. toys every other day or every day actually um, and present it to their children after work and they've got children all different ages so there's different types of toys you've got older toys and expensive stuff is that the right way are they just managing their parent guilt or what are they doing there I have to say they are and the children really really don't need it and um, it also you know what we're what we're wanting to do if we're wanting to think of our child uh, in the long term you know how and, and you want to, to also you want to raise a child who um doesn't have that sense of entitlement um yes. that has that appreciates what they've got um they're kind of sensitive to others that you know and and they just don't have that kind of expectation that things get handed to them on a plate without them having earned it. You know, you, we're working parents, we're out there earning earning our keep. Um, and we want to give that message to our children that, you know, you work hard to earn things. And therefore, if we're giving them presents at the end of the day because we're feeling guilty um, that they've maybe missed out, um, it's just not a good message. Mm. So um, I would just say what, they, what children absolutely need and crave is our quality attention i'm not yeah. saying it has to be all day every day but our quality ad- attention so if that parent comes home and says you know we're going to bake some cookies um or we're going to build a den or, or let's you know let's build a lego tower that to the kid is so much more meaningful than than you know an extra the, what what happens is when we when we give them too much they'll get that high They'll mm. get, you know, and, and you'll get the what you you'll get the initial reaction is, you know, they throw your, their arms around you and they're all excited. But, but it's just temporary. It's so temporary. And, I, you know, I remember, you know, um, comics. Do you get mm. nagged in a in a in a shop for the comic that's got the little toy on the on the yeah front? for the toy mainly yeah yeah <laughs> but I remember telling my kids look I mean I wasn't against buying them a comic I used to have a system so they had to earn it you know so the good behaviour earned 
the, the the things that they wanted but so but anyway i'd say look that i mean they're really expensive they're like three pounds and and, I, <laughs> and they would t- tear the plastic toy off never really look at the comic and then no. <laughs> you know, two a day later that toy is gone and i kind of got them to understand that that three pounds actually if you saved that three pounds and saved it up you know you could actually buy something really much more useful and that you keep and the other thing is just to look around the house and show them do you remember how much you really 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 wanted that toy and now you're just not so interested not saying it as a shaming thing but just having them understand that the the high is temporary mm, i think i think that would work i can see that working because with children they obviously depending on age they can really understand what you're saying obviously yeah. if it's put in the right yeah. way and yeah. kind of showing them but you know you like this before and now you know do you want to play with it now and you know yeah. do we like it still yeah I think that's really important because yeah. you're, you're going back and you're reminding them without shaming them as without you say. shaming them and it's very much in your tone and I loved how you just said it Tina like do you remember how much you wanted it and now it's just not so interesting anymore rather mm. than you know look at it you don't take any you know you don't appreciate what you've got you're spoiled you know we're not (laughs) which we know we would perhaps be tempted to say but but we've got to have it communicate in the way that they'll listen just you know a bit like when we were saying at the beginning if your boss put you down and told you off for the fact you hadn't done something yeah f you i'm not going to listen to you so they're the same you know if we can communicate Mm. with compassion but also that boundary that you know um things do get broken and put aside and they're not as exciting anymore. Mm. Um, But let's think about something that we can do together. I think that's um, amazing what you're saying. Um, I can see why you're such an expert in this field, honestly. It's literally about mindset, isn't it? And when we talk about all these expensive toys and, you know, parents feeling like they're making up for something, it does happen a lot also with single parents who have had certain experiences with, partners or ex-partners and you know they they feel like they want to fill a void but again you've made it so easy because if you know you are a single parent listening you've made it so easy it's just doing the essential things of giving them care and attention understanding Mm. and knowing the value of things that will mean a lot more to them so that temporary high even for the parent I think it's a temporary high isn't it you know, I bought you your favorite, you know, yeah. thing, and it was, you know, cost X amount, and yeah. it was expensive. I mean, they don't even really know. Even at an older age, they don't no. really know something's no. expensive. No, no, and 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 it, it, you know, it's yeah, like you say, as a parent, you'll often want that instant reaction from them, um, mm. but that's temporary too. Um, and then often we feel resentful, like, you know, I work really hard. I perhaps went without myself to buy you those trainers or to buy you that new, new, you know, tablet or whatever it is or the console. And 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 now you're still behaving badly. <laughs> yes. Right. I, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. The other thing um, I am. I'm working off my notes here and everything that you're saying is absolutely amazing. I'm so, so excited about releasing this um, episode. Um, The other thing I am told a lot um, is when parents are at work um, and I, I, I have these conversations in two different angles. So two different perspectives, an employer and an employee. On the employee side, I have a lot of people telling me, 
um, I'm having a crappy day at work because, right. you know, last night I had to tell my child off. So today at work, I'm a little bit, you know, I want to go home and, and I'm feeling really bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if in this instance, the performance is deteriorating because they're upset. Likely not because you're older and you're an adult and you can manage that. Just about. But, yes. Mm. But when, you know, an employee, the, the managers get wind of this scenario, they might automatically see, right, now I can see why the production is low, the, you know, the performance is low. And that's the narrative in the workplace is the mm. fact that when you have children, these things happen. And when you have a bad day or a bad evening, you'll come into work the next day and, you know, your your output is, isn't as great. I, necess- I with, with my HR background, um, always teach that that's discrimination yeah. and it's not it the way that yeah. we should be managing our staff because yeah. staff are people everybody comes from a different background yeah. and actually those life lessons that you learn from a child you bring into work is actually valuable absolutely um, and the organization that you learn and the, and the you know the, the, how to get things done more quickly and yeah. efficiently you learn problem so, solving critical think thinking yeah it is is different bringing that into workplace it is valuable but Fair. you know it, this is more on the employee side um how do these people that feel like this at work um, manage that? You know, they're itching to go home or some right. actually say to me, I completely blank it out. I just don't think about it because I don't want to. Is that healthy? Is that, you know, going to cause things, you know, when you do go home at night that day? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose my inclination is to come at it from a more proactive angle and think about, Okay, so if this is perhaps something that's happening, you know, not just a one off, if this is happening more frequently that you'd like, than you'd like, um, then I mean, that's where I come in uh, um, with with the courses that I run and helping mm. doing uh, my one to one coaching programs with parents, because I, I help them avoid the conflict at home. I help them to have a calmer and easier, happier home life, which then has a much better impact on the workplace. So, I mean, for example, one of the things that um, I help parents with is a really easy morning transition. And so often, you know, you might have um, dealt with a tantrum in the morning. Your child's run off when you're about to leave the home. That means, you know, you perhaps yank them out from under the bed, stuff them in the car seat, uh, they're screaming and kicking. You kind of throw them into school or nursery. Mm. You both feel absolutely drained. And um, when you have a process to follow and systems um, and you've learned a different way of communicating and understanding your child, you'd be amazed how you can transform your morning. So therefore, it won't be every single morning because, you know, your child sometimes will wake up in a grump. But never, you can still figure out how to turn it around really quickly. And so, therefore, you're not needing to get, you don't have so many, you know, mm. rarely have that incidence where you get to work feeling like a, a, a drained. You know, so it's more of a preventative uh, it's thing, a preventative isn't it? Thing. Mm. It is. And, uh, you know, a bit like we were saying about managing the expectation before you come home or if you've got to go on a call, it's about managing um, your life and your routines and your systems so that um, you prevent those kind of things happening. Um, and so, you know, 
if you are there at work and you're distracted by, I mean, okay, if you blank it out, maybe that's okay. But then if it's happening again and again, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at the roots, not, you know, um, not the weeds. But um, if, if, um, if it is distracting you at work, I mean, you obviously, you know, you 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 need you need a sympathetic um, environment. You hope to have a sympathetic environment, but I would still think, okay, you know, mm. what's what, is it? I mean, could be. Am, am am I not doing enough for myself as a parent? And I know that bit's really hard. But perhaps at lunchtime, I could just go out and get some air and sit in a park and close my eyes for ten minutes and maybe listen mm. to a meditation tape. You know. That could just be really helpful for managing that could my. Be tra- yeah. So, so yeah, I see that. It's, but I mean, I think you're totally right. You know, if, if HR discriminate, because you could have somebody who's perhaps really dissatisfied that they're not in a relationship. They may be, you know, um, unhappy and lonely when they go home. They may be, um, you know, it's a single person, not a parent. Um, you know, it, it maybe they're drinking too much to compensate the fact that they, you know, they're not enjoying their life. They'll they'll bring that into work. Yes, <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. That, that might come out in the form of other form. You know, they could be extra snappy with people around them or introverted. You know, so I think to to kind of blame a parent that it's you know because they've got kids that this thing it's it that's just really unfair. So. That is very, and, and I think it, it, it's, I mean, we're in 2021, you know, running into 2022 here. And I still find that exists with stakeholders and CEOs. It's that mm-hmm. narrative of, you know, having a parent being part of the workforce. And they think that, you know, there's going to be, you know, times where production is low because of certain things. But, you know, we're not saying that production is always going to remain high people mm. are human beings yeah. and for different reasons absolutely exactly and that's what you're saying I think again you hit the nail on the head there with single um people there's nothing wrong with being single you can no. be in a relationship and feel like that as, as as long as you're down and you let that affect your workplace and yeah. your performance then you've let that happen or or it's happened because it's the inevitable but it's not because you know it's not only parents no. that this happens absolutely. with um, and you say parents bring so much wisdom, yes. patience, uh, creativity, um, you know, efficiency. I mean, I, 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 I think that parents bring in a massive amount and, and a bit of perspective sometimes as mm-hmm. well. You know, like, <laughs> come on, guys, this isn't the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Know. And I think you're right. It's, it's all of that. that we, there's so many qualities. I mean, even simple things like time managing and you know bigger things like perception you know that like you say because as human beings we all have different experiences Mm. um and Mm. as a parent we're we're always you know working to be the best that we can be so if you're ever going to get someone as resilient I I know that you know since becoming a parent I'm a lot more driven and focused I'm a lot more you know I I want to be the best because I have somebody who's watching me um yeah but you know I'm not saying you're not going to get that with somebody else I'm just saying that's what has happened with me yeah yeah no that's brilliant 
yeah so you know everyone's bound to to have different experiences and and that's what I, I want um employers to really understand is you know when something goes wrong I find that still to this day you know we're putting it down to the fact that you know oh they've just had a baby maybe they're not sleeping and, and while that might be a factor again everybody is different and um a little fact about me just because I wanted to back that point up with actual real life yes. evidence if you like I actually since you know gosh I'm getting old but since being in school that's many many moons ago mm. I've always and this is not great I'm not saying at all people should follow this but I've always somehow managed to do exams go into uni do anything great but but achieving that through either no or little sleep just because I'm the kind of person who wants to get something done and again I'm not saying everybody should yeah, be sure. that way everybody's different yeah. but me not getting sleep so if I was to have a newborn now you couldn't put it down you know you right. couldn't put my low productivity yeah. down to that yeah. because I can actually manage on low it. sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's not that yeah. um it's yeah. like taking that time to think about it yeah, no, it's so interesting. Yeah, because so for you, that that wouldn't be something that people could kind of, you know, put put on you because you've always been okay with lack of sleep. Yeah, it's not great. I know <laughs> it does well, need to everybody's change. Everybody's different, aren't they? You know. Yeah, that, that's what it is. People are different. Um, and this conversation with you is 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 amazing because I do think you've got a sixth sense. You've you've I think I feel like you you've been in my mind and you're taking out the thoughts <laughs> that I have had. Um because I have so, so many people talking to me about this. And I think you're helping not just parents change mindset, but also employers, because yeah. that is what actually will provide parents the opportunity. Because we're talking about today, you know, we've spoken about how you can manage, you know, tantrums, the things in the household to make sure that it's not a problem for you in the workplace, but it's also manager perception, you know, do you, mm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, um, and I'm a real advocate for this as well, employers who have parents in the workplace need to, you know, change their culture, there needs to be a shift in policies and procedures and add the element of parent coaching, you know, such as yeah. yourself, into yeah. the mix to, you know, help you know, people deal with different life um, situations. And, you know, being a parent is the best thing. I mean, you know, we'd never, you know, say that's something we don't want. It, it's something that if you're a parent, you know, you're happy to be a parent. And, you know, that's your first priority in mm -hmm. life. But anyway, we're, we're in right now um, World Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm. Um, and so many employers are providing, you know, softwares and apps Yes. as benefits to the role to help manage um, stress in the yeah. workplace but yeah. it should also consider parents yes absolutely yeah no because you know you can often get um, executive coaching um, mm. but it's not um, parent coaching and I've, I you know I, I, I think that it, it, like you know like I kind of explained before if you if you've got things managed much better at home it has such a you know positive impact on on how on your productivity at work um so yeah i i i i really wish that um employers would see that uh, getting people support with their parenting is is a really good investment mm, it is and it's not to say that um you know people need to be taught how to be parents i mean they're going to do that on their own if they're a new parent sure. or perhaps they've got you know 
a few children of different ages, they, they know better than anyone else how to be a parent to their children. It's just about if we're in the world right now where employers are providing, you know, perks and benefits of the job mm. in terms of managing stress and balance. And actually, in a lot of um, industries, it's a requirement then we ought to be looking at the parent side that you know that's all it Mm. is and again Mm. I want to say the same disclaimer as I mentioned earlier it's not to say children are an obstacle in life at all Mm. I never want a child if if that was possible a child to listen to this episode to think right am I an obstacle to my parents life you're not you know it's never that's never the case it's just about I mean we could be having this same conversation in so many different ways you know how to manage stress in the workplace how to manage stress with you know your personal business it's just about managing um an aspect of life really yeah 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 amazing well camilla i need to thank you sincerely for your time today i think with this episode we have got just a little step closer of managing diversity and inclusion in the workplaces and and managing parent stress as well and i think that's massive that's massive thank you so much for your time um well, do thank you, you. Me, uh, you know do, do follow me on instagram at my parenting solutions mm-hmm. um, take, a, take a look at my website um happy to take dms um and um yeah you know um i'm passionate about this work um i have lots of if you look on my bio on my website i've got some, some free booklets and things as well i do parent coaching i do this course called the tantrum taming toolkit um and other things potty training lots of stuff yes uh, please take advantage getting support yeah amazing well thank you so much um um i am going to end this episode today if you're listening to this and this has helped you or you need more help or guidance please please contact camilla and she is my parenting solutions on instagram i think this is amazing for employers also so again if you need the expert guidance in this niche um, of of niche part of life, then please, please do get in touch with Camilla. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next one.